Hello and welcome to Lunar Paranormals Podcast with your host, psychic medium and paranormal investigator, Lizzie Conley. You'll hear about mind-blowing paranormal experiences had by Lizzie, as well as strategies and tips on how to cope with your own psychic medium abilities. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now let's jump in to today's episode of Lunar Paranormal. Hey guys, and welcome back to Lunar Paranormal's podcast. I hope everybody had a happy holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, I hope you guys ate a lot of food, drank merry, got some amazing gifts, celebrated with family. And if you were alone, I'm sending hugs to you and lots of love. Um, so this week, we're going to start with some ghost stories. We're going to kind of take it down a little bit after last week's episode. What a controversial episode, right? But it was a good episode. So if you guys haven't checked it out, Bible versus Medium uh, was last week dropped. Please go check that out. It is an amazing. I think that podcast turned out pretty freaking amazing. So this one's going to be episode six. I cannot believe we're at episode six. That's just insane to me. Guys, you've been listening to me for six weeks. That is a blessing to me. So I have to say thank you guys very much for that. This is going to be ghost stories. So growing up, um, I lived in haunted houses. There was not one haunted house. Let me say, let me say that again, because that makes no sense. There was not one house that I did not live in that wasn't haunted. That's a better way of saying it made a little bit more sense. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's I'm haunted or the houses were haunted or whatever it was, but every single house I lived in. So we're going to start with the first house. Now, the first house I lived in was in Indiana. I'm originally from Indiana, and I was just a baby. Um, I moved from Indiana to Oregon when I was eight, um, so I don't really remember that house too much or it being haunted, but I'm sure it was. All I can remember in that house is that the basement was creepy, creepy, creepy. I always got the weirdest bad vibes, but it could also just be... I was a kid and most kids don't like basements or garages. They're just like really creepy. So I don't really think I got anything from that house. I'm not really sure. So we'll kind of move forward to the one I remember in middle school. Um, so this house was on the Oregon coast and a lot of people might not know this or you do, but the Oregon coast is very haunted um, as well as it's a lot of Native American uh, territories and there's a lot of Native American burials and um, probably burials that we are not marked that we do not know of. I know a lot of houses on the Oregon coast were built over Native American burial grounds and we just don't know and it's very sad and I feel like a lot of America is and it's just... It's just not right. So when Native Americans bury their people, um, they usually put a curse on the land or whatever it is or protection. Listen, I'm not going to pretend I know how Native Americans do things. So please, if you're listening to this, I'm not trying to be offensive and, and, and sound like a know-it-all. I just, from what I assume, from what I hear, that when Native Americans do bury their people, they either put a curse or a protection on the land so that if somebody tries to bring them back from the dead or do something, um, you know, it stirs shit like really bad. So, and if I'm wrong, please feel free to message me and, and, and let me know. Cause I, I like to make sure that I have all of my information correct. That is important to me. So how close did I live to the beach? That's a great question. Everybody. I lived a block. 
one block. If I opened up my window, I could smell the sea salt air. I could hear the waves crashing at night. A lot of people would say, wow, that's like really peaceful. It was, but the Oregon coast is kind of cold. It's not like Hawaii, you know, so didn't really always have my window open, but even with my window closed, I could hear the waves crashing. It was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was a very beautiful home. Uh, this is when my father was still alive. And if you guys don't know, I explained in the first episode that my father did pass from cancer. Um, I moved into this house when I was nine. I think it was like nine, maybe going on 10 years old, just a baby Lizzie medium. Um, and I still didn't know that I had psychic mediumship abilities. I had no idea, right? This is pre all of that pre my dad's death, everything. So, um, let me see. What is the first thing I can remember? I remember moving into this house. It was a big house. It was one, two, three, four, five. It was a six bedroom home. It was a very big home. Um, it was very weird shaped. It was shaped more like a trailer home, but it was really stacked tall. It was a two story home. Um, it was pretty big. It was a very big home. And I remember after my dad started doing renovations on the living room, he blocked off one wall of the living room so that there would be uh, privacy for the dining room because it was such an open floor plan that was like one big square, you know? It, so he wanted to give some dimension to the house, some, you know, privacy. So he started building. And I feel like after he started building, that's when stuff started to happen. Um, I just always got creepy feelings like I was being watched and I just couldn't for the life of me understand. Um, now I feel like we had some things here and there. We heard some stuff, you know, lights would turn on and off, things like that. But, you know, stuff didn't really, really start to take a turn until my father passed away. And I don't know if that's kind of when my abilities came, you know, more powerful or whatever it was. But, um, you know, our, we would come downstairs in the morning and we would see that the lights over the mantle on the fireplace were turned on. And it got to the point to where we felt like we were crazy that we would make sure to turn off the light and put a piece of tape over the light so that we knew that that was our signal. We turned that dang freaking light off over the mantle. We'd come back down and it was turned on and the tape was still on and we just didn't know. And for the longest time, my mom was like, are you girls doing this? And I'm like, no, why would I do that? I'm sleeping. Like, no. Um, and I, I will go back a little bit because I skipped a part. When my dad was going through cancer, and, and I know I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when people are close to their death or close to moving on to the next um, realm, uh, they see their loved ones on the other side. They start seeing things like dead people and family members and stuff. They start hearing things. Now, my dad was very sedated. Um, on morphine because of how much pain he was in from the cancer. Like at this point, they basically said, you know, let's give him as much morphine to be as comfortable until he passes because he was in hospice. He was at home. So I was a kid. I didn't know this. You know, my mom ended up telling me this, but the poor man was so doped up that it could have been from drugs. But it's hard for me to just say, but I remember one time my dad was screaming when he had cancer uh, from my mom and my mom comes running in. And he's like pale white, more than what any cancer patient would be. Very pale white. And she goes, what? He goes, he's here. She's like, what are you talking about? He goes, he's here for me. She goes, who? He goes, death. She goes, what are you talking about? My dad saw the Grim Reaper standing in the corner of the room and asked him. And the Grim, I guess this is what my dad said. The Grim Reaper looked at him and said, are you ready, ready Paul? And he goes, no, I'm not. And then he disappeared. That's when my dad started screaming. So 
do I believe that the Reaper comes for us when we die? No, I don't think he comes for us when we die. Unfortunately, I think that might have to do with some of my dad's morphine. But, I, you know, it was so crazy. And my dad swore up and down that he was really there. So, you know, and then my dad was also imagining my his old bird that had passed away was on his shoulder singing to him. So, you know, I, you know I've heard it before. I do believe that this does happen, um, you know, but the Reaper, I don't know. I that's a very scary thought. So that just kind of leaves open more questions. It does, does the Reaper come for us? I, I would like to think no. You know, I've never heard anyone on the other side tell me such things. But, you know, so that was kind of one thing, one scenario that was a little bit freaky before my dad passed away. But there was some weird stuff that would happen like that, you know, but who knows? Could be to his medication. So after my dad passed, and, um, you know, we saw the lights would go on over the mantle in the fireplace. We just realized it was a normal thing. Like, you know, okay, whatever the lights are on. We assumed it was my dad saying, hi, dad, you know, all the time. That was just what we assumed. Um, I remember my mom had one of her girlfriends staying over um, and she slept in the downstairs bedroom. And there was a door that led into that hallway and then another door that led into that bedroom. And she had told us the next morning saying like, hey, you know, um, did you guys come in my the bedroom last night? And we're like, no, she goes, I was sleeping. And where I was at where the bed was, is you could see the door, like the door was next, it was on the right side of the bed. And she goes, I saw the door handle turn open a little bit. And she says, hello, she goes, if you're looking for Paula, which is my sister, she's not here, she's actually sleeping upstairs. And then she saw the door slowly close in the handle turn again. She wasn't sure if that was my dad visiting or whatever it was, but, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but when somebody passes, they they have the ability to come forward very strong. The, far, the, the longer they're passed away, the harder it is for them to come forward. So for them to open doors, turn on lights, move things, stuff like that, it's actually very possible. So at that point, my dad was still pretty freshly passed at that point. Um, so she said that happened and she was pretty freaked out. And I don't think she ever wanted to stay with us again, which, you know, I don't really blame her because that is like kind of freaky, right? <clears throat> so um, the one thing that I remember very vividly, um, you know, and I don't know if this has to do with my psychic mediumship abilities, but it's pretty creepy. I'm laying in bed. I usually slept with my head covered. And I don't know if a lot of mediums actually, I'm gonna have to ask some mediums if you guys ever slept with your head covered because I did a lot and I left just enough room to where fresh air could still come in where my nose was, you know, so it wasn't too hot, but I always did because I always had the scariest, creepiest feelings ever in that house. And I remember one night I was laying, I was laying down and I was getting ready to go to bed. And my twin sister's room was very close to mine, like right across the hall. So we both left our door open so we could hear each other talk if we wanted to. Like we could talk normal and we could hear. We didn't have to shout. And for some reason, I was thinking in my mind, like, hey, you know, you guys remember those old TVs with the VCRs built in and that sound it made like, you know, when it's turning on. I don't know if that's like the perfect sound, but you guys imagine what it is. I try to make sounds, but I'm not good at it. You can laugh. It's fine. And that sound that it would make when the tape was in there and it was getting ready to record or play or whatever it was. I had thought about that. And about five seconds later, the sound happens. And I'm like, Mary? And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, did you hear that? She goes, was that just your TV? And I was like, yeah. She goes, why did that happen? And I'm like, I don't know, but I just thought about it and it happened. She goes, oh my God, that's so scary. I was like, I know, I don't know what it is. And I'm telling you guys, I did not uncover my head 
I did not go to turn it off. I did not know what that was, but I could tell you it was something evil because I would always feel all the time something was pacing around my bed, always walking around my bed. I could tell when something was standing next to my bed. It was just an evil presence, okay? And as a paranormal investigator, psychic medium, I, I I hate to be this and say it was a demon, it was evil, but I think it was. I honestly think that this presence was a very lower level, very close to demonic entity because they are very rare to come across, guys. They don't just happen all the time. Like just because you have a haunted house doesn't mean there's demons. It's just, it's not that common, but I think this house was. So now before all this stuff started happening, my mother had got sick and she had got an infection in her blood. And it's called septicemia. Um, and we didn't know what was wrong with her. You know, we just knew that something was off. And she was very, very sick. And she was about a few hours away from passing away. Um, and the doctor had kind of figured out what was wrong with her at that point. But I'm going to tell you guys something. Before my mom went to the hospital, you know, before they finally figured out exactly what was wrong with her, because I feel like she was sick for like months and they just couldn't figure out why she was so sick and why she was taking a turn for the worst. I've never seen my mom's eyes so black, so evil, so nasty. It's like something was living in my mom, you know, something was living in her. And I remember running to the stairs and I remember looking down saying, mommy, where are you going? She goes, I'm going to the hospital. And she said it like just really creepy. And I was like, I was like, but so-and-so, but I thought we were supposed to do the high school project. She turned to me and she goes, shut up, you little brat. She goes, don't you ever think about anything else but yourself? And I remember like, like, and I was like, what? And I was like, so like, my mom is a good mom. My mom would never speak to me like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was like, what? And it's like the evil that resonated from her when she said this. I was just like, what is going on? Like, that's not my mom. Like, I, it literally hurt my feelings, but I just want you guys to know my mom's not a bad mom. Like, she never spoke to me like that. But I believe that this thing was feeding off of her. I believe she had an attachment. And it's like, she got sicker and sicker and sicker. And then they finally figured out what was wrong with her. But I believe there was something attached to her. And it was living inside of her, passing through her, taking over her. Because my mom was not her mom. At one, my mom was not my mom at one point. And it was pretty scary. But she did end up kind of regaining her strength. She's still alive. Like, But I don't know what that was. But I'm telling you guys, I have never seen anybody possessed before. And I'm not even sure if I really believe in possessions. But I will tell you, my mother was not my mother. And I remember confronting her about it later on. And she goes, I never said that to you. And I said, yeah, mom, you did. She goes, did I really? And I'm like, yeah, you looked evil. She goes, really? And I'm like, yeah. Like she doesn't even remember. So take that for what you will. But I believe that house killed my dad. And I think it almost killed my mom. I really do. And um, I don't know why it never went after me, my sister, or, you know, my older sister. My older sister's handicapped. She's got cerebral palsy. So I think I think there's a very specific reason why it didn't go after her. But, um, you know, after me and my sister, I'm not 100% sure, but I will tell you there is an evil presence that just would pace around my bed and I could feel it. It's like, it's almost like you guys know that feeling when you want to run up the stairs, but you got to turn off the light first and then you run upstairs really quick like something's following you. That's the feeling I always had in this house all the time, everywhere I went. It was creepy. 
So my sister, so, you know, I always had things like that happening, like doors opening, weird sounds, like just stuff, you know, just weird things. I would never go upstairs. I, I would I would refuse to go upstairs at night until somebody else went to bed. I would fight being so tired and not wanting to go up the stairs to my bedroom until somebody else got tired. I just did not want to go up to that that second floor by myself. I just did not. You know, that's how scared I was of this house. So my sister's bedroom had this little door and it was like, it was like slanted. It was, it almost looked like the door to Harry Potter's bedroom under the stairs. It was like kind of slanted, but when you opened it, it was a really kind of like weird room that was like type of an attic. Cause you could see the roof was right there because the, the room was slanted. So you couldn't stand up in it. You kind of had to tilt yourself over and everything. We never went in that room. We used it for storage, but every single time you opened that door, you knew something. And guys, I'm, t- I'm getting chills thinking about it. Like I literally feel like something sitting behind me just thinking about this. Like I'm so freaked out talking about this that that house scares me so this door when you opened it you could feel something was in there you could feel it was evil and it's like we always close the door put something in front of it and we never went in front of it like we never talked about that room because we just knew and we knew something was wrong because when we were moving out of that house to the next house right there was these movers and the guys were upstairs in that little attic room. And he and and he came down to my stepdad at the time and said, you know, you've got ghosts in your house. And he's like, what? He goes, that room upstairs, bad. You have a portal. It's bad. It's evil. I don't want to go up there anymore, sir. He's like, what? Like, my stepdad was so confused. But I, when I heard him say that, I knew exactly what he was talking about. I wanted to go up and be like, dude, you too? Yeah, like totally. But I was a kid, you know? But yeah. Other people knew. And it's like, how did this guy know there was a portal? Like, but it makes sense now. There was a portal to the bad, to the evil on that other side. I'm telling you, it was it was bad. But we did have one Native American, and it was a child, and I could tell it was a boy. How I know, it's like how I knew everything else being a psychic medium. But as a kid, I just didn't know. How did I know it was a boy? I just, I don't know. But I just did. And it was a boy, and a Native American boy, and he would cause like havoc in the house and he was kind of like a jokester or trickster kind of spirit and uh, he would take my mom's keys and take our glasses and put them other places sometimes he would never give stuff back um and it was really interesting uh really interesting i remember one time when we were trying to bury my dad we wanted to bury him with his rosary and it was always in his top drawer right so we opened up the top drawer and the rosary wasn't there and we searched everywhere high and low so i told my mom it's okay i'll give him mine and she goes yeah but he really wanted his so we ended up burying him with my rosary in in between his fingers and um the day after we went back and we opened up the top drawer and his rosary is laying right there explain that people you just you can't it's like we we all but we literally took everything out of that we looked at it's just it doesn't make sense so it was either the spirit doing it or it was my dad but i i think it was definitely the the trickster spirit so i end up having his rosary now but still it's like things like that you know it was very frustrating because you always felt like you were going crazy like you'd set down your keys you turn around and you'd be like didn't i just set down my keys um he would play with knives not a very good thing. He would play with forks. Still not a very good thing. He w- he was able to aport, aportation, uh, the ability to move objects. And that's very dangerous when spirits can do that, just so you guys know, because that means they can throw things. They can hurt you. So we were a little like, ooh, what the hell? Um, but what was interesting was is that my sister had this blow-up chair. 
you guys remember the blow up chairs from like the early 2000s? Like you just blew them up, but you never really sat in them because they would pop, right? So my sister had a bunch of teddy bears on hers. You know, she had a purple one. I remember it with the teddy bears. And um, every single day we would come home from school, those teddy bears would be thrown off of the of the blow up uh, chair. And we would be like, what the heck? And it would keep happening. And sometimes they would end up in a circle, like they were doing a seance or something. And my sister's like, what the hell? But this, this blow-up chair was next to that door that I talked about, that attic door. And we were always like, what the heck? Well, one day she comes home from school and she's, you know, my mom is very into wolves and eagles and all the Native American stuff. There's a lot of Native American things she had in the home because somewhere along the lines were Cherokee and I'm not really sure how, but, you know, we were gifted certain things and stuff like that. But we all, my mom always loved to have the Native American like wolves on the wall, eagles on the wall. So my sister goes in the room and she sees a wolf pendant, pure sterling silver wolf. It's a wolf pendant, like a necklace. <clears throat> So she goes to my mom and says, mom, here's your necklace. And she goes, that's not my necklace. And my sister's like, uh, whose is it? She goes, ask your sister. So she's asking, and it's none of our necklaces. We've never freaking seen this necklace before in our life, right? So my mom's like, uh, where did it come from? We're like, we don't know. It just ended up in the middle of my sister's room. So we literally think this portal was like bringing things in. And we think this Native American boy was just giving us stuff. So I remember my mom just saying, well, put it back in your room and tell the boy to take it back. Or something. I don't really remember how it ends. I wish my sister was here so I could ask her. But we never knew what happened with that necklace. It was just so ran. It was so weird and random. That house was so fucking scary, guys. You have no idea. We would also hear our passed away, our dog that passed away. He would still run up and down the fence barking all the time. And my mom would just wake up in the middle of the night and just listen to our dog running up and down the back of that that uh, backyard barking and he's not alive like there was so much stuff that happened in that house guys i wish i could just explain to you the sleepless nights i had and the evil that was there um when she's when my mom said we were moving i was kind of upset because i had like friends and stuff but i was actually kind of happy that we did end up moving because that house scares me and i remember going back to it a few years ago just driving past it and just staring at it was like i don't even want to be on this street anymore i don't even want to be on this road now <clears throat> the house after we moved I know that there's this girl I used to go to. Her name was Felicia. I'm not going to say what her last name is because I'm not trying to put her business out there. But they used it as like a college house. Like, you know, a bunch of kids in college live there and stuff because it's like a six-bedroom home. It's pretty big. You know, you can have six people living there. You could obviously pay for the mortgage. And she was always a nice girl, you know, a very nice girl in school. Very sweet, very delicate just an overall, you could go up to her and ask her for anything. She would probably give you her lunch and the shirt off her back. You know, she's a very sweet girl. And I remember my sister like walked up to her in the store and was like, hi, Felicia, it's good to see you. And I remember my sister said she turns to her and she says something super nasty to her and like gives her a nasty look or whatever. And she's just like, okay. But she ended up living in that house. And I still have the theory to this day she's probably being affected by what's ever in that house because she was a very sweet girl. And I would have never, when my sister said that, I was like, there's no way, no way. She's such a sweetheart. She goes, no, she really was really fucking rude to me. And I was like, okay. So yeah, so that was, that was freaking crazy. That was absolutely crazy. Um, definitely a haunted house. That is one house that I will never go back. I, okay, maybe, 
I will go back with holy water, a rosary, and an investigation team with me because if any of my investigation friends want to go with me to this house, it's in Lincoln City, Oregon, um, you know, and it is very haunted. And whoever lives there now, I kind of want to go knock on the door and like ask them like, hey, do you guys have some weird shit that happens in this house? Is there like something evil? Like, are you being possessed? Like, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But like, I really want to go back and I kind of want to investigate it, but I want to make sure to protect myself. And it makes me wonder if I like go back, if they'll remember me, you know, if they'll remember me and be like, I know who she is, you know, like, ooh, she's back. But it's like, I almost want to go see what it looks like on the inside. But I just remember driving past it two years ago and I'm just like, I don't like the feeling of this house at all. It's just, it was torture living there. So, I mean, maybe maybe one day I will go back to this house and I will try to figure out why. Why this happened? Can I make any sense of it? You know, it's like, sometimes I feel like I sound like I'm crazy telling these stories because it's like, did it really happen? Did it really not? But I don't know. But anyway, so this will wrap up the first episode of Ghost Stories. I did live in another haunted house, which I will get into with you guys in another episode. I will kind of throw these in between some of our... um some of the other episodes that I do just to kind of keep you guys interested in like, ooh, there's some ghost stories because, you know, I want to make sure that this podcast does have paranormal stuff on it more than just psychic mediumship stuff too. So, um, but yeah, if you guys want to hear anything specific or want to know more about this house, just let me know. Leave a comment on YouTube, go to my Instagram. Um, I also will be starting a Discord. So please make sure to go to my link tree. They're all in my Instagram. They're all in my, um, my TikTok. Guys, please make sure you're following my Instagram. Please make sure you're following my Discord and my YouTube. You know, I I know that you guys are following me on TikTok. I greatly appreciate that. But I want to make sure my following gets out there and and stuff. And there's some really good things coming um, next year as well. So you guys want to make sure you're following me all the social media. But I just want to say thank you guys so much for making it to the end of episode six, Ghost Stories number one. Um, I hope that every single one of you take care of each other. You take care of yourselves, that you guys stay in good health. And until next time, as usual, stay strange and unusual. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow Lunar Paranormal on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, stay strange and unusual.